0: Hello again. Here is a podcast for the co philosophy class. I believe in the peripatetic life. We will be quizzing ourselves. The quiz will go up on our site on the 31st before class on the 1st and 2nd. And we will wonder about Aristotle's school, about uh, what happened to peripatetic philosophy after the destruction of Athens we'll wonder about some more recent peripatetics we will discuss Jay Allison's This I Believe or his revival of Edward R. Murrow's franchise with This I Believe the uh, radio program and then podcast and website what does This I Believe invite citizens to do and what does Jay Allison say our time has in common with the 50s some possible discussion questions for us to go walking with in class on Monday and Tuesday. Would you like to have attended Aristotle's school, or Plato's, or neither, or both, and why? Do you consider yourself an active or sedentary person by preference? If given a choice on a lovely fall day, would you rather stay in and play video games, or do an alternate assignment, or go out for a walk, hike, run, bike, bike ride, swim, what have you? What's the most memorable outdoor experience you've ever had? Have you ever attempted to share your beliefs, convictions, core principles, etc. in public? And if yes, what would you would you say that you did that in a spirit of evangelism and proselytizing or in a philosophical way and what's the difference? Are you a good listener? Do you try to understand points of view other than your own or do you simply dismiss them as wrong? Do you agree that we live in a time of intolerance and incivility when it comes to dissenting points of view? Um, what do you think about the presidential candidate? who declares every other view than his own stupid. So it is day three in co-philosophy, co-phi. Today we introduce and continue to emulate the peripatetics and explore the earnest atmosphere of this, I believe. Aristotle, 384 to 322 BC, founded his Lyceum just outside Athens and gathered around him a group of brilliant research students called peripatetics, from the name of the cloister, the peripatos, in which they walked and held their discussions. The Lyceum was not a private club like Plato's Academy. Many of the lectures there were open to the general public and given free of charge. Nowadays, a peripatetic has just come to mean someone who travels a lot. I prefer the older signification of someone who, like Aristotle's students in the Lyceum peripatos, walks while talking philosophy. That's how we'll understand and apply the concept in our COFI collaborations. The act of ambulation, says a uh, one Christopher Orlet in a uh, piece for Philosophy Now magazine a few years ago called Gymnasiums of the Mind, the act of ambulation, or as we say in the Midwest, walking, often serves as a catalyst to creative contemplation and thought. It's a belief as old as the dust that powders the Acropolis and no less fine. Followers of the Greek Aristotle were known as peripatetics because they passed their days strolling and mind-wrestling through the groves of the academy. The Roman's equally high opinion of walking was summed up pithily in the Latin proverb, Salvatore ambulando, it is solved by walking. Erasmus recommended a little walk before supper, and after supper do the same. Thomas Hobbes had an inkwell built into his walking stick to more easily jot down his brainstorms during his rambles. Jean-Jacques Rousseau claimed he could only meditate when walking. When I stop, I cease to think, he said. My mind only works with my legs. Soren Kierkegaard believed he'd walked himself into his best thoughts. In his brief life, Henry David Thoreau walked an estimated 250,000 miles, ten times the circumference of the earth. I think that I cannot preserve my health and spirits, he wrote, unless I spend four hours a day at least, and commonly more than that, sauntering through the woods and over the hills and fields, absolutely free from worldly engagements. Thoreau's landlord and mentor, Ralph Waldo Emerson, characterized walking as gymnastics for the mind. In order that he might remain one of the fittest, Charles Darwin planted a a one-and-a-half-acre strip of land with hazel, birch, privet, and dogwood and ordered a wide gravel path built around the edge. Called Sandwalk, this became Darwin's thinking path, where he roamed every morning and afternoon with his white fox terrier. Bertrand Russell, longtime friend Miles Mallison, has written every morning Bertie would go for an hour's walk by himself, composing and thinking out his work for that day. He would then come back and write for the rest of the morning, smoothly, easily, and without a single correction. None of these laggards, however, could touch Friedrich Nietzsche, who held that all truly great thoughts are conceived by walking. Rising at dawn, Nietzsche would stalk through the countryside till 11 a.m. Then after a short break, he'd set out on a two-hour hike through the forest to Lake Sills. After lunch, he was off again, parasol in hand, returning home at four or five o'clock to commence the day's writing. Jay Allison, switching uh, topics here, revived This I Believe, and he wrote This I Believe one and two. That was MTSU's freshman Reed this year. He was to have spoken at convocation last year, but weather interfered. Here's where it all began in 1951. Edward R. Murrow, he said, there's no pill of wisdom, but lots of people on the This I Believe website are real pills. He didn't say that, I did. Many of these concise testimonials of conviction will make you feel better about the human condition. They're uh, sometimes a little light and fluffy, sometimes dense, sometimes funny, occasionally profound. I'm asking students to find their favorites today, sticking just to those included in Allison's first book. I guess these would be mine. Einstein's Ideal of Service to Our Fellow Man, Oscar Hammerstein's Happy Talk, Victor Hansen's Natural Links in a Long Chain of Being, Penn Jillette's There Is No God, Errol Morris' There Is Such a Thing as Truth. Hazar Nafisi's mysterious connections that link us together, Eboo Patel's We Are Each Other's Business, Jackie Robinson's Free Minds and Hearts at Work, Wallace Stegner's Everything Potent is Dangerous, Arnold Toynbee's I Agree with a Pagan, and John Updike's Testing the Limits of What I Know and Feel. This really just scratches the surface. There are tens of thousands of essays in the archives, growing daily, including, by the way, one by yours truly, and that probably doesn't include yours yet. I'm hoping that some of you will exercise the option at the end of the semester to do your final class report in the form of a series of posts um, that can be submitted as your This I Believe essay. Submitted not only to us, but also to them, thereby to the uh, universe. Okay, that's all for now. Talk to you later.